0: Uh, well, many of you are aware of the uh, of the film of the documentary entitled "93 Queen." Hasidic women, according to the press release, upend tradition by forming an all-female EMT corps in 93 Queen. It will air. This documentary will air on PBS, according to the latest information we have, this coming Monday, September the seventeenth. At 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Paula Eiselt's film portrays the challenges and eventual triumph of Hasidic Jewish women creating space for a new profession. Paula is with us live via telephone. She's an independent filmmaker, graduate of New York University's Tisch School of the Arts with a double major in film production and cinema studies. 93 Queen is her feature directorial debut. Her work's been supported by multiple projects and foundations. In 2017, 93 Queen won the top inaugural First Look Pitch Prize at the Hot Docs Forum. She is uh, currently developing a New York Times op doc uh, on Jewish identity, and she is with us live via telephone. Paula, Shana to you, and welcome to JM in the AM.
1: Shana Tova, thanks so much for having me.
0: I greatly appreciate it. This is as scheduled, correct? This will air this coming Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time on what we know as Channel 13?
1: Correct, you got it.
0: How'd you, uh, how'd you get PBS to be interested in this story?
1: <laughs> so the story of this film is almost like a film itself. <laughs> um, it, took, it took over five years to make. And at first, for about the first, two years, you know, I was just shooting and shooting and, um, largely alone. And, um, and then, you know, and nobody really wanted to touch this cause this was, you know, about Hasidic women. It was about empowered Hasidic women. It wasn't about, um, people who were leaving the community. It was about people who were staying. <laughs> so that was, you know, not something that was necessarily popular um but the folks at pbs um i so basically there was this I it's called the isp market and it happens once a year it's actually happening next week and it's where all industry film industry come to new york and you, there's tons of meetings and projects are selected and you meet with industry and 93 queen was selected that was like our first big like, break that we were selected for this and we sat down with ITVS which is the funding arm of PBS and I we pitched the story mm. and they just loved it and i was like really <laughs> and they're like yeah like you have to um you have to apply so um that is that is what i did and usually you know with this specific funder they're usually less money in And they loved it so much that they were first money in and came in really big. And then all the other funding followed from there.
0: I find it interesting, by the way, that you say those who leave Hasidic life are a better story usually or more attractive than those who are staying in Hasidic life.
1: Yes, it's there is a stereotype out there. And especially um, in the secular world, in the art world, it's those you know, the Hasidic community does not have a good reputation. Right. It, uh, it really does not. So part of, you know, why I wanted to make this film is, is to shatter a lot of those stereotypes and to show a more human face of, of the Hasidic community, which is largely um, very much demonized um, in the media, and you know when I was, and we'll probably get to this. But when I was talking to Rookie and the women, um, I said to them, "There's like a, there's a cycle going on here. You know, the community is is very insular, no doubt about it. Um, and, and media is really pretty taboo there. Secular media is shut out. So what happens is because nobody allows secular media to come in, stories are told for this." community. And then they largely are from an outsider perspective and are very negative. And then the community sees only negative stories and says, look, you know, they hate us, so why should we let them in? And it's like this cycle. And I said, let's break it. You know, let's, let's show them something else.
0: Uh, Paula Eiselt is with us, director of the uh, movie 93 Queen. Uh, So let me go back. Based on the timetable you alluded to earlier in this conversation, uh, this Ezra's Nusham has been around longer than I think. You first became aware of them in 2013. Yes. And at that I point, first, at that point, what were they up to?
1: They had just been certified by by New York State to operate. And, and you know, they weren't ready to operate at all, but they they had to go to to begin to train and form and do that. And I I saw the article actually on Bosa's knife. I was <laughs> perusing for fun, and I, I came across this. Little blur about a group of cholesterol women um, who were starting this all female ambulance corps because Hatsela, you know, does not allow women. And two things struck me. The first was that Hatsela does not allow women. I grew up in a neighborhood with Hatsela. It never occurred to me that women were banned. So that was really um, upsetting to me. And the second was here were a group of Hasidic women who were saying, we're not going to take no for an answer. They're not letting us in. We will find a way in ourselves. And I thought that was really empowering.
0: And what were they up to at that point? I mean, what, did they have, what, how many volunteers did they have at that point in the organization?
1: So they were training. They, 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 there was a When I first came on, they were recruiting. Um, but there were definitely at least, you know, a good 40 women who were, you know, actively involved in
0: this. Do you have any clue what the statistics are today? How many are involved or if they're active or very active when it comes yeah. to,
1: to? I don't have, I, I can't give an exact number, but it's around 50. And,
0: and, and are they yeah. very active, meaning that, you know, women in the community know that they're, and it's amazing, I don't know more about this, women in the community know that they're available and that they can be called 24 hours a day?
1: Yeah, they're they're fully operational and running. they actually just won. um both New York State and New York City EMS Award of the Year in 2017. They're honored, and um, they're looking to get an ambulance right now. So they're looking to expand. Um, it's expanding outside the Hasidic community um, to other communities to include all women. So it's really like a little mini revolution going on.
0: All right. Now, um, i got to be well, careful is the wrong word. I have to be respectful because uh, – I can imagine how many people over the years I've met that work with Hatzalah and we know what kind of uh, sterling reputation they have in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Nonetheless, with that in mind, or knowing the way things work in the Hasidic community, um, Mm -hmm. I I think when efforts like this, I'm trying to think of a good example, I cannot think of one now, I think when efforts like this have been undertaken in the past, um, uh, those who are entrenched in the years-long uh, traditions of the community usually are effective in keeping out the newcomers. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like that happened this time.
1: Well, I think that's exact, that is what happened. They kept out newcomers. No,
0: no, right? I, no, I'm no I, I, meaning I know they kept out women, meaning that if a new organization like this forms – uh, the old guard would do everything in their power to make sure it really would not form, and very often they'd be successful. Am I wrong?
1: Oh, right, yes. They would make sure that, that they will not have the competition.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, 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 and these women are living in that community, meaning these women are trying to affect that change from within, essentially, and somehow against what I would call these stereotypical... Uh, manner in which these things usually play out, they are successful.
1: Yes, they are. They they completely beat the odds, um, and they're they're fully operational and and fully running. And, and you know, but it it came with a lot of you know a lot of opposition and a lot of hard work because, as you said, you know, the powers that be and, and the old guard simply would not let them in and tried everything in their power to prevent them. Um, from succeeding and still today oppose oppose them. And, you know, in terms of Hassel, I'll, I'll you know, personally say Hassel is an amazing organization. They're they're a life saving, you know, ambulance. Literally. So is, literally. This is this is a great this is a great, great organization. This isn't, you know, what we're dealing with here. Um however it's and, and the average Hassella guy, and I've met many, are very supportive of this. You know, um, we've actually had some Hutzela members come to screenings and just to show their support and say, like, the leadership does not represent us. And it's really the leadership that's the problem, not the average member, because the leadership in Borough Park slash Williamsburg really control policy for every Hutzela in the entire U.S. So even in more modern neighborhoods like Riverdale, Upper West Side, five towns, women are still not allowed even though those neighborhoods probably would, ha- would not have a problem with it, but they have to abide by these rules um, in, in, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. And that, that's where the problem lies.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Paula Eizelt's with us. She's the, um, uh, she's the director of 93 Queen. A lot of people in this audience have already seen it, by the way. You showed it in Teaneck and other places. A lot of people have already seen it. PBS shows it this coming Monday night, everybody. Uh, yeah, set the DVR, Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Channel 13. Um, what I'm trying to get at, <laughs> and maybe maybe when I see the documentary, it'll shed more light on it. Uh, it, it seems that that in, our com- in, in the community that you've examined, it is rare that someone tries to affect change and doesn't go through some type of long-term, I don't want to say suffering, but long-term attention. Let's put it that way. To what mm-hmm. they, to what they've done, uh, traditionally, one might think it's possible that that there are people in the community who would want their children, let's put it that way, to not associate with the families or the children of those who've affected this change. Did anything like that you know surface during your uh, mm-hmm. during your research?
1: yeah I think I think you're that's exactly you know the crux of the film is is change from within. And you know, change from within is the most effective and sustainable way to make change because it's the people from within the community that can identify a need and then act to fill it, rather than people from the outside coming in and saying, "You don't know, you know, you guys are archaic and we're going to fix it for you." So, however, that type of change definitely is 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 the hardest change because, like you're saying, the people who who spearhead that change have to have to live with the consequences within their communities. They're they're not leaving. They're staying. So um, I think are they living you know, Are they
0: living normal lives now? Quotes around yes, the word. I
1: mean, oh well, Ruki Fryer, you know the 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 woman who who, who really spearheaded this whole effort um, since 2013. While while I, I will say this effort was um, women have wanted to join for 30 years. Since Hasela was first started, there was supposed to be a women's division. 300 women were trained. And at the last minute, the rubanum came out and said no. So anyway, but it, so it's been a dream for 30 years. But Rookie Fryer in 2013 really was the one that took over and made it happen. And she suffered a lot. You know, she, she really had to go through tremendous opposition. Um, you'll see in the film uh, of, of what she was up against, what her family was up against. But if you know Rookie, she's, she's doing more than okay. You know, um, she really transcended that. She stayed strong. And I think when people realized that she was going to pull this off um, as a proud, specific woman, there was very little that people could really do because no matter what she was going to do it uh, she has great kids a supportive husband which is key you know you need to have the family support Um, and it it definitely took a toll on the family but they are they're doing really really well her fifth um, child just got married you know two weeks ago you know everyone is everyone's doing well but she she went through a lot
0: so there are people willing to marry into her family Oh
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> because that, of course, oh. is the typical. You know, that's the typical statement that, uh... and
1: that's and that's what a lot of people exactly um, asked her about that. Asked asked other women in, in the core about it, and not to say that again. The opposition did try to do a lot of sabotage, which you'll see in the film. It it, it wasn't you know far from an easy path. It was
0: right.
1: really really. Um, but she she came out of it. she came out
0: it's amazing what one person can do huh
1: it's incredible it really is and i'll go in further and say what what one woman can do yeah. <laughs> you know um and whether this is you know controversial for your listeners or you know i mean this is women's empowerment this is you know a, a woman taking her community and, and not only affecting change for women but for everyone you know, like look at what's coming out of what she's done. This is like the most positive story from the Hasidic community in a very long time that the secular world can can you know have access to and celebrate and really you know relate to the Hasidic community. If you and, if you uh,
0: if you have scenes as you just described of sabotage and opposition, isn't isn't there some drawback to it? Isn't there some negative aspect to it that uh, that you worry about?
1: I think, you know, the struggle, it shows, it shows a human side and humanity is flawed. You know, I think a a big misconception that the Hasidic community, the Orthodox community has is like, if you don't, you know, we need to always look perfect. And if we don't look perfect, you know, that's going to be negative. But if you try to just look perfect, everybody knows that that, that, that that's not true, you know this shows a struggle and it's a struggle that women and people all over the world can relate to. This is not just a story that, you know, um, is just a Hasidic story. Like women trying to make space for themselves is going on everywhere. So, um, while it takes place in a very particular place, it's very universal.
0: Why is it called 93 queen?
1: Well, you'll see, you'll see in the movie, (laughs) but I'll give you, um, an insider peek into that. So the, the FDNY um, assign assign Ezra Nasim that call sign. It's like 93Q93 Queen is their internal call sign if they're calling FDNY. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> that's what the chief made up.
0: <laughs> literally literally made it on the spot? or uh, he
1: li- Yeah, he like literally, you know, that's what he assigned them. 93 Q, and I guess to be cute, he said 93 Queen.
0: Interesting. All right, this Monday night, I assume you're expecting a lot of people in our community to be glued to PBS, huh? <laughs> I sure hope so, yeah. <laughs> this coming Monday night on the 17th of September, uh, you'll be able to enjoy... Uh, the, um, uh, the film 93 queen Paula Isolt is the, uh, is the, um, pro- is the director of the film and, uh, and it should be a very, very interesting, uh, viewing everybody out there who has seen it that I've spoken to has found the film fascinating to say the least. Some of people, some people have called it the Ruchi Friar story, but based on what you just told us, I don't know if that's illegitimate, frankly, in many ways it is her story, right?
1: It, it is. It, it, it's her story, but it's it's also a community story um, at the same time. But she's, you know, she's the protagonist of the story.
0: Right, it's her and many others. Yeah, and
1: I just want to add um, that we are doing a ton of community screenings all throughout the fall and next year. Um, so if anyone would like to organize one, um, sometimes, you know, I come and we do a, a whole event around the screening. So if you go to 93queen.com, you can email us, and we're we organizing those. And the film will also be rolling out um, in Israel in December. So um, look out for details on that.
0: Uh, is the schedule online? Those the events that have already been uh, put on the calendar, are they online?
1: So the the community events will be coming online. The other screenings that are happening still in theaters are there now. Right. But all the information will be online and on our Facebook page. So, does does
0: uh, does Ruch, does Ruchi appear at any of them?
1: Sometimes. Sometimes we and, work that
0: out. And what does it mean that you're doing an op documentary on Jewish identity? What's the angle on that?
1: So that that's that's in development. Um, it it explores you know what what it means to be a Jew. Um, to many different Jews, it's a it's a real diverse look at Judaism. Interesting um, through observance, through heritage, through race. Um, so hopefully that that will be something another conversation starter.
0: Oh, I'd love to speak to you more about that. I mean, if you could be in touch with me, that'd be amazing. I've so much I've so much to say on that topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think a lot of people do. So, uh, and I'll especially now,
0: especially now in 2018, there's so many more answers than there used to be to that question in my opinion.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. it's very it's uh, it's very timely with the whole, you know, we're talking a lot about identity and and who identifies as what and yeah.
0: and, and, and Zoom and all that. Yeah, if you have an open mind on that question, it can be really fascinating. Uh, Paula, what a delight to speak to you. Happy, healthy, sweet new year. I am among the people that will either be watching Monday night or will make sure to uh, DVR it so that I have it and uh, and can watch it afterwards. Uh, very much looking forward to it and so glad. You know, a lot of people out there, especially in this community, have choice words at times for things that PBS does. In this case, I think they did a really good thing. So we'll let them know that.
1: Thank you. Please do.
0: Thank I you, really Paul. Appreciate that. Thank you, Paula, and good luck okay. to you. Thank you so much. Paula Eiselt is the director of 93 Queen. A lot of people in this audience know about it. Uh, the Ezra's Nushim group that was uh, founded uh, back in the 2013 and became official in 2013 and now has made already an impact in our community, to say the least. And the documentary will be available for everybody on PBS Channel 13 this coming Monday night, 10 p.m. Um, I'm sure everyone will find it very interesting. Wednesday morning, it's some Gadalia morning as we continue with plenty more. You're listening to JM in the AM.